You're listening to a DM podcast. Let's go on yeah, a trip. Let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff. Pour yourself a small bevy and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest on Suddenly Senior is a man who I think I still owe $10 to, but maybe he might owe me $10. I'm not sure. He's a man of many moods. He's actually gone into the lexicon of Australian history, television, movie-wise, I'd have to say, with movies such as The Dish. Uh, We're talking about everybody's dreaming. We're talking about a front line, a utopia. Have you been paying attention? I think that's Tom- telly, but yeah. Well, you know, well, okay. Who's well, counting? Move it, move it there. Tom Gleisner, welcome aboard. <laughs> G'day, Tom. Hello, Angela, and, and the most shambolic uh, CV Absolutely. I've ever heard. I know a shocking intro. We might try and edit something a little more classy <gasps> later that. on. Um, so, Tom, is it true you've just turned sixty? Yes, this is this is correct. A few weeks ago. And, you know, happy birthday. Thank you. Mm. Are you happy about that or are you, you know, depressed as hell? No, no neither, to be honest. It just sort of slid by um, unnoticed. I'm in that band where all my friends are turning 60, so I'm doing a lot of, a lot of big um, parties, but I'm just not a party person, so I'm, I'm happy to attend them, but uh, I do not want to be the subject of one. Do you feel any different now you're 60? Do you feel old? No, nothing, nothing. I, none of the milestone birthdays came with any profound change, to be honest. The 40, the 50, it's, uh, it, uh, it, it sort of is what it is. And, and, um, I think you just start to recognize your own, um, entrenched ways, your own sort of, uh, dislikes and, and, uh, crankiness. And you sort of maybe, <laughs> maybe a few years ago, you would have said, now I must work on changing that. Whereas now you go, you know, yeah, what? it's too late now, is it? What it the is. Hell? Tom, the family must've made a big deal out of it though. I mean, it is, it is, a, it's a signature age, isn't it? it? You can't really get away with, I don't want to play. Can you? Oh no, but they certainly they took my wishes um, seriously. That I did the last thing I would have wanted was a party or a God help me a surprise party. So no, we did, we just uh, moved on through. My daughter applied for a seniors card on my behalf. So oh, um, fantastic! That's that's you know that's probably as close as we've got. Is that to. because you're not very good with technology, <laughs> or just because she offered to do that for you? I, she, I think she took great delight in it. To be honest, it was, uh, <laughs> and I was happy to be the the butt of that. You know, it's funny for somebody who runs away from any celebration of their life that they ended up spending most of their life on television. Yes, yes, it's it's sort of happened happened that way, and I think that's one of the reasons I, I don't want a party. I I figure for a lot of my year, I very much get to be the centre of attention, yeah. and I got so I don't really need to gather the uh, the friends in my life around so that I can be accoladed. Uh, for another hour or two, I think yeah, <laughs> enough, enough. Have you ever um, uh, told ageist jokes? 
Yes, oh, m- most most definitely. And in <laughs> fact, it's um, it's probably uh, the one form of ism that that we still kind of uh, tolerate, isn't it? That, yeah, it's the know, only one left, really, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and and I guess it's also that thing that if you are older, you're allowed to make the jokes uh, against yourself. But yes, I'm I'm, I'm sure I'm guilty of. Uh, of rolling my eyes at uh, anyone. What, what was old? I mean, when we were kids, it felt like 40 was old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, do, do, do you reevaluate how you were thinking about people who are old around you beforehand, like a, you know, your relatives who did get older? Can you sort of understand their position a bit better? Ab- look, absolutely. And, and that realisation of um, the, the history that, that older people have, where it's most brought to bear is if you find yourself attending a funeral of a, of a friend's parent and you, you get a you know a glimpse into their life and you go, oh, my God, I never knew that uh, Mr Henderson was a champion ballroom dancer. I mean, they were always just, you know, that your friend's dad in the corner who didn't say much and you didn't say much and you didn't really have a sense of them as like a fully rounded person. And sadly, it's, it's often, you know. It takes a eulogy for you to realise. Find out what they've done. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I think the previous generations, um, I don't know whether this is good or bad, but they were so modest. I mean, the, the war generation are the classic that, you know, don't talk about it, don't, don't go on about it. Uh, whereas we'll, we'll shout from the rooftop our achievements. About how great we are. Well, yeah, 100%. So well, that's um, why we're doing this indulgent show in a way. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's a fascinating thing when you think about it. When you, your life suddenly goes into that later stage, are you starting to feel like you can see the, the end of the line coming and you need to squeeze a few extra things in? Because I know you're a very motivated man. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm something of an overachiever. I think that's pr- uh, so. Nothing in that sense. I suppose nothing's really changed because I just am always kind of a worker bee. If it's time's winged chariot uh, coming near, uh, maybe it's going to be a little bit more frenetic, but not not really. I think I'm just going business business as usual. As but, usual. Yeah, yeah, but I have um, I have spent a lot of time uh, in and around aged care in the last decade. I so I had my um. My mother-in-law Anita is ninety-nine, and she's still wow. still in care. So I, I'm I'm seeing a lot of that that world for good or uh, not not so good. It's something you realise. Oh my God, that's uh, that lies ahead. Mm. You've already left an enormous legacy in Australia with all the work that you've done, Tom, but you've also contributed in other ways, co-founding the Learning for Life project, for instance. Do you think? about all this in those terms of leaving a legacy, of, of achieving much while you can? Is that important to you? I'm not sure it's necessarily in a sense of a legacy, Angela. It's more I, I think you, you hopefully reach a point in your life where you kind of figure it's time to sort of start giving back in, and in whatever form that might take. Um, I, I don't know too many people who've sort of got into their 40s and don't start doing something for, for others. Mm. Um, you'd have to be a very rare beast to not do that and whether that's helping establish a charity as as I've done or just you know volunteering at a local you know community house whatever it might be I I think it's a it's a great sense of meaning and um yeah there, there's a isn't there a phrase it's like your 30s are for living and your 40s are giving it it's probably more involved and poetic than I've just 
uh, rendered it. But um, there definitely is that, I think, that development that you reach that you figure, surely you want to leave the place just a little bit uh, better, better than, than you we, found yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. What is the Learning for Life project, by the way? The Learning for Life is a, an autism centre that my wife Mary and I, amongst with a couple of other people, helped uh, set up about 18 years ago now. And we had, we had um, friends who had a, had a young child um, with autism and saw them, you know, go through all the, uh, well, back then, very uh, difficult challenges of finding the appropriate treatment and um, path forward. So we, we wanted to help uh, others who found themselves in a, in a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, over that journey, we, well, I, of course, knew, knew Ian from radio days, but we got to, to know Ian's wife, Nicole, who's uh, in a very similar, or was in a very similar sphere in, uh, with autism in New South Wales. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Tom also uh, vo- voiced over uh, What Are You Doing, a movie we put together. Mm-hmm. How many years ago now, Tom? Gee, that's it blurs a bit, doesn't it? I, I'm, I, this is a thing I do find I'm constantly under-quoting times. People say, yeah. when was that? Oh, five, six years ago. And my wife will go, 15, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, a long time ago. I think what's fascinating about your situation too, because, you know, you've worked on these shows, Utopia, The Castle, all those great movies and, and, and TV shows, but you've been working with a coterie of friends, uh, the old degeneration people, Santo, Groucho, Harpo, Chico, um, you know, Rob Stitch, Jane Kennedy. Uh, and, and so you've actually got a bunch of friends who you're not only working with but growing older with. Yes, very, very much. And, and uh, you know, it, it's very easy to catch up and kind of find yourself going into, you know, old war stories mode, which is great because there's a, there's a real comfort in when you have that continuity of, of uh, friendship and, and experience over decades. Uh, but that said, I love, I love hanging around young uh, artistic people as well, I guess, doing a show like Have You Been Paying Attention is an opportunity mm. for that. I mean, I could... I could stack the contestant rank every week with my mates, you know, yeah. with Nick Malloy, Glenn Robbins, Seth Sander, whatever. Mm. But it's so much fun having someone under the age of thirty on on the team and making uh, ageist jokes. If I might yes, interrupt, there is there there is there is a bit of that. But also, Angela, what I what I love is um, making jokes that I don't understand, but our studio audience roars with laughter. Because oh and, and, and you haven't got the references oh, anymore, have you? And it basically I've worked out it's, it's either a, a reference to a drug or a sexual act. Either way, uh, I don't know what it is, but it's apparently very funny. <laughs> and so you mentioned all those people you worked hmm. with. You are a great collaborator, aren't you? It would seem to be that hmm. you prefer working on projects with other people than alone. Look, very much, and I, I think comedy. I've always said comedy is the ultimate collaborative art form. And in fact, it's I'm I'm, I'm loath to sort of give advice to people starting out because I you know I find it it's of you know marginal uh, value. But if pushed to give advice to anyone who's say starting out and wants to get into comedy, I say find someone you want to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. whether it's one person or a group, it's um, well, it's, it's handy to have them just so you can spread the blame. Mm-hmm. True, it's true, one true. of those things. Yeah, no, it was their fault. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Now, now, I'm just wondering, you know, recreation-wise, I know that there are various times in your life you've very quietly got off and done dancing, mm. done golfing. Mm. What is your latest big thing? 
Why have I drifted into? Well, golf is golf is probably the the most recent thing, and I'm 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 actually annoyed I didn't discover it earlier. It's a bit like opera. I think, well, you know, why was I not into this in my thirties? But um, and in fact, I was playing with someone the other day, and and uh, she said, you know, we're doing the when did you take up golf conversation? And she said, I'm preparing for my retirement, and golf in her mind was something you needed to kind of have under your belt for uh, for that phase of your life. So. Um, Golf is definitely there. I still go fly fishing. Um, Rob Sitch and I are very keen but frustrated fly. It's the rubber people. pants, isn't it? It's the it, is the, it is yeah, two, yeah, two men in, in yeah, plastic yeah. pants in the middle of a river. Uh, what more could you ask for? <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the R word, Tom, retirement. Mm. We're calling it the R word yeah. now. I mean, is that something that you, that you are heading towards or you've left behind? No, I, I have no clear notion of even what that would involve. Uh, I, I, I'm in a very privileged position where I, I love doing what I do. Um, could I do a bit less of it? Yeah, probably, and take a bit more time off? Yes, certainly. But it's not like I'm working on a factory line and counting down the days till I get to, to stop doing that. I'm, I really don't want to stop doing what I'm doing in the creative sphere. Mm. Let's talk about things falling off uh, because, mm. you know, we're all at that age where things will drop off. You'll get out of bed and suddenly realise, my God, I've done something to my leg and all I've been doing is sleeping. How is that manifesting itself for you? <laughs> it's, look, you're absolutely right. And and I think um, the most crushing thing is that if you're going to have a, an injury, like, you know, you're hobbling around in a moon boot or something, you mm. want it to at least be attached to a heroic deed that you were, you know, free soloing. <laughs> Not just a medical mm. thing. Mm, exactly. Would I, you literally... be prepared to lie about that? Well, I'm not a good liar. And this, this literally <laughs> happened to me a year or so ago. I, I put my neck out. Uh, I sneezed. And I figured, well, <laughs> really? Really? I, I think you can do better than that, Tom. But that was it. And uh, can you see yourself uh, in maybe the next few years, are we going to have a utopia set in an old people's home? I mean, the Parliament House is kind of like that anyway. But, there's, but there's, is that, there's can you, will, will you be reflecting and writing on, on this part of your life? Because, I mean, the thing that motivates us with Suddenly Senior is it's like pulling a shade away from what it's mm. like being senior. Older. Older, older. exactly. Older. Mm. Older and wiser. Well, well, I've actually stepped into this uh, in this world, uh, I guess. I've, I've, um, I've written a musical uh, called Bloom, which is going to be uh, staged by the Melbourne Theatre Company in the middle of 2023, and it's set entirely in an aged care home. Oh, how oh, fabulous. Wow. It's a musical, well, did you say? It is, it is a musical, and, and uh, relax, I haven't written the music. Uh, I've, uh, I've <laughs> called on the services of a genuine composer, uh, Katie Weston, who's who's done that beautifully. But, yeah, it, it, it's come out of my many years uh, visiting people, the relatives and uh, in aged care, and, and the realisation of what, what a fascinating microcosm uh, it, it is in there, of life yeah. it is in there and um, mm -hmm. the, the, the great and the not so great. And then I, re I read a story uh, a couple of years ago in a newspaper article, I think it was in the Netherlands where they were offering university students free board in return for coming yes, and helping out as I carers. I remember that. That's right. Mm, well, that's the, that's the premise of Bloom. Brilliant. Fantastic. And so will there be actual old people, you know, playing old people? There will be, and that's that's uh, been a, a challenge because we're looking for 
people sort of in actors in their 70s um fabulous and we've we've we're we're casting at the moment we've got uh, frankie j holden is going to be uh, heading up our seniors and he's we realized that the that the um the person we were looking for is obviously they've got to clearly got to be able to sing and and act but if they're still working and frankie is a classic case of that he's still doing the clubs um, they're still working. They're, st- they're still got it. So um, he'll sing a song if you open the fridge door. And uh, that's what we need. What about so- My- Michael Caden as well? I mean, he was in uh, he was Jesus in Pris- Christ Superstar. He was in Priscilla too, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you, you need to talk to our casting people there. Eh? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not representing Michael. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, we had him on. Uh, I think. Uh, on- yeah, he was few on episodes a, a ago. few episodes yeah, ago. Fantastic fun. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so, Tom, t- let, let me ask you what you what you're most proud of having achieved to date. Wow. Um. I, well, I guess. I guess I'm, I'm sorry about to use the expression "body of work," and I'm embarrassed as it's come out of my mouth. But I'm I'm proud of the the range of uh, uh, ventures that we have. Uh, Contributed over over the decades, you know everything from the uh, disposable weekly television series through to slightly longer lasting um, works such as the Castle or mm. say a, a Frontline or, or mm. a Utopia. So on on that level, I think I, I I'm very proud of that, that range. I definitely say my, my work with the Learning for Life, and I'm also um I'm also chairman of a of a children's cancer charity called Challenge, uh, which is based in Victoria. And, again, of, of, of that's been a many-decade-long involvement. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not a huge thing for me. It's, it's lending my time and my thoughts and, you know, the odd, uh, the odd board meeting. But it's, uh, I, I'm really delighted that I've had that opportunity as well over, over the journey. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Tom, mm. uh, it's been such a pleasure having a chat with you. Are you it wrapping really up is. already? I thought I was. Oh, oh okay. He's got, he's got to go back and redo my intro because, frankly, <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, can I do that now? <laughs> no, because I, I want to know what was the movie you... Uh, you came out of the dish and you went something about shiny... Yeah, I'd never that? heard of it. What were you talking about? It was just a brain oh, synapse. What was I thinking about? I think it might have been a brain synapse. Mm. I've had a chunk cut out of me, so it's... Uh, right. I'm, I'm a little mm. bit all over it's the place. It's close to his brain. It's close mm. to my brain, so sure. I might have lost part of it. Of course, long COVID is the other get out of jail card for our age group now, isn't it? That sorry, if uh, oh, I had COVID a year I've, ago, and I've that's heard, why I forgot my car keys. I've heard of people who've actually kept the photo of their test mm-hmm. and have used it at a time when they haven't had COVID to get out of reasonably uncomfortable family <laughs> situations. <laughs> it is the ultimate get out of jail card. It isn't is because everybody goes, "All oh, right, okay, fine, yeah, you fine. take your time." Yeah, fine. I'd love to be there, but you know, what yeah. was I thinking of? I, so I'm just saying, the dish. It would have been the castle. There wasn't any any other movies. Other? Mm-hmm. Oh, any other movies? Other? Yeah, we did, we did a movie called Any Questions for Ben, but I don't think you were going there. No, I don't. Mm. No, I certainly wouldn't have gone for it. Not that it wasn't a fantastic movie, don't get me wrong. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> see, I could do the intro again mm. right now. I Often when, I'm, uh, when I am doing a, a function, I, I feel so sorry for the person who's uh, been dragged up to introduce me because they've got the kind of the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And, and they sort of feel that if they don't mention everything, then I'm so... Yeah. Suddenly, going to be offended and 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 storm off, and 
frankly. Well, that's what I try and do too. I mean, a lot of the times with my intros, everybody thinks they're really messy, but I try and set it up so it's more of a casual chat as opposed to a eulogy. A bio. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) So that, that could be the intro. We're about to have a lovely casual chat with our very good mate, Tom Gleisner. Oh, Sorry. How about that? So good. Why didn't you start with that? Oh, God, I was I, again. I was in another place, and as I, mm. I've lost part of my brain, so <laughs> I need little bits of working. Hey, Tom. So great to have you on. Suddenly seeing you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thanks, Angela. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Tommy. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment as long as it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, that's right. Fuck off. <laughs> yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. Yes, that's right. <laughs>